This week celebrates the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. King fought tirelessly against racial segregation and discrimination in the 1950s and 60s. 52 years after King's death, a study by the Pew Center for People in the Press shows the United States still suffers from racial inequality. Rasha Kamhawi looks at how Bloomington remembers his legacy. In a national study conducted early last year, 58% of respondents described race relations in the U.S. as generally bad. Indiana has had its fair share of racially motivated crimes last year. One event which made national news is the standoff at the farmer's market between protesters and a vendor who is a member of a movement that many designate as a white supremacist organization. The city, which runs the market, refused to remove the vendor, stating it would be a violation of the First Amendment to remove a vendor because of her personal beliefs. As expected, the situation escalated to a crisis point. The ensuing protests led to the city suspending the market for a couple of weeks. The city is now considering updating the farmer's market handbook to include language that would basically not allow protesting at the farmer's market. WFHB interviewed three members of the core council of Bloomington's Black Lives Matter movement. They point to a major obstacle to end racism, the same obstacle Martin Luther King referred to in an open letter from inside his jail. The obstacle is when members of a community are more devoted to maintaining order than obtaining justice. If she's over here, and then the city is saying, well, we have to listen to all sides as well, how were they not the same? And so when white liberals use the same language and the same rhetoric that that the neo-Nazis are, how is that not still just a continuation of white supremacy over and over and over again? And we are not, we will never balance that scale. And we will never progress as long as people who say they are of good faith continue to invoke the negative peace, which is the absence of justice, um, according to Martin Luther King. That scale does not balance. If your, if your argument is against my life, then, then it doesn't work. And, 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 you know, I'm not forgetting James Baldwin's famous quote on that, but that, you know, we can disagree up until the point in which you are, are advocating for my oppression mm-hmm. and, and, and my death. And then once we get to that point, then it is no longer a disagreement. It is a fundamental disconnect mm-hmm. between my life mm-hmm. and my, my ability to live and your insistence upon my death. We can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. I can't believe what you say because what I see you do. The Black Lives Matter movement came out of protests in 2013 for the acquittal of the killer of Trayvon Martin. Martin, who was 17 years old, was shot in Florida when he was deemed suspicious by a Neighborhood Watch member. Since then, the Black Lives Matter movement has been protesting against the violence and systematic racism towards black people. Bloomington's Black Lives Matter movement has the same goals. That's where we're, that's where we're at with the city, and it, and it continues to happen, and it, and it happens from, from military assault vehicles mm-hmm. to the farmer's market 
to mm. the fact that our girls are being expelled from from schools and being black punished. Girls. Black girls are yes. yes, I said our, but yes, mm-hmm. your black girls mm-hmm. are being expelled from um, our school systems and being punished in our school systems at higher rates than anyone else. Mm-hmm. That our black men are being stopped and arrested in this town at higher rates than anyone else. A 2018 report commissioned by the Monroe County branch of the NAACP and the Unitarian Universalist Church of Bloomington, compiling years of police data, states that black people were dramatically overrepresented in Monroe County's jail. For example, in 2017, black people made up 3.6% of the county population, while they made up 15.7% of the jail population. Similar levels of disparity were found in previous years examined, going back to 1997. There are areas where Bloomington has fallen short, as have the rest of the nation. If, if you think about what would have happened, if you, if you asked Bloomingtonians, are you racist or are you anti-racist? I guarantee, let's say 50% of the city would say, no, I'm anti-racist, right? Probably more than that, but let's say even 50%. I would give us high 90s. Again, but even as low as 50%. Let's say only 2,000 people say I'm anti-racist. If every single one of them had come down to the farmer's market as soon as the story broke and just stood around the Schooner Creek, you know, Booth C8, they just stood around them, 2,000 people, just stood there, refused to move. This would have been over immediately. What's preventing that from happening is... This white liberals. It's more than 2,000 people. Yeah. It's tens of thousands. It's and so if tens of thousands of people had just come down on that first week and said, you know what, we don't want you here. They don't have to do anything other than just say, no, thank you, stand around. Imagine what it would look like to have 10,000 people saying, actually standing up for anti-racism. The city of Bloomington and Indiana University have planned a week of events celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day for WFHB this is Rasha Kamhawi. That was Rasha Kamhawi with the WFHB interview with Black Lives Matter Bloomington in the wake of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday on Monday.